please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. The following includes conversation relating to cryptocurrency. The information provided and discussed is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Any use of any information has done so at your own risk. DV Radio LLC, as well as the hosts and guests of the show, take no responsibility if you wish to use any of the information in your daily life. Again, the topics discussed are strictly for informational and educational purposes only. I am Chris, the CEO. My name is Paul. I'm the COO. I am Chris, a.k.a. Little Chris, the Chief Technical Officer of Affinity Innovations. Our long show, we will talk about Affinity, crypto in general, EFI, blockchain technology, technology, uh, and just talk about anything, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Get to know us at a little more personal level. Babbling nonsense. Is there cursing rules <laughs> or anything? No, you say whatever the fuck you want. I think they'd be more worried if you didn't curse. <laughs> show me the money. Show me the money! What's up, y'all? Welcome to Affinity Protocol right here on WDVRDVRadio.net and on Twitch. We are live tonight, uh, December 19, 2023. This is our final Affinity Protocol of 2023. Got I already Paul got a New Year's resolution for us. What, what you got? I already got a New Year's resolution for us. You really? Yeah, man. We got to do something about the starting recording for that. Why? The way we say any innovations. Why don't like bro, it? We all, bro, we all sound like just like we don't even want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got to do something about that. Yeah, we could do a whole new fresh recovery. I've talked to Bo Bo's listening right now, and he's like, man, these guys don't stop. Uh, <laughs> talk to him and see if we can't get a new intro. I, I agree. I agree. It's about time. I, I like everything about the intro. I don't like... Which granted, we you know we we had to we had to re-record because of you know name changing and and not name changing but name updating I guess is a pretty yeah. better term. But it went from like a good like cohesive like Affinity Innovations or Affinity Inc or whatever the hell it was to Affinity Innovations, <laughs> where we all sound like that. Like y'all trying to be me. <laughs> I understand you won't be like me. It's okay. Yeah. Well, the good news is. Uh, things like, uh, you know, Tiff talking and even some of the other things were, were taken before the music was added. So we can retain all of that stuff. Uh, the music was an overlay. So we got the clean recordings. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're good. We also, I know that I had talked to you on the phone about this before we got on recording. What was it like hour, hour and a half ago or so? But, um, I think that, uh, for for the next end of year spectacular, we're going to be a little, a little bit more prepared. Maybe go through some of the recordings and take some some sound bites of some previous funny things that happened, or us sounding like idiots or whatever the case may be, so we can have, uh, you know, some some historical documentation or historical evidence of us in our tomfoolery for the end of year spectacular episode. <laughs> I am going to, before we do our next one, I'm, I'm looking at right here, uh, Affinity Protocol episode 19 was our New Year's show from last year. Or well, I guess it would be this year. I'm going to listen to that before the next show. I want to see if there's anything that uh, jumps out at me that one I can steal. 
deal at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with that being said, I was 19, right? And, you know, here we are, the end of 2023, and this is Affinity Protocol episode 42. Bam. 42. Wait, hold on. You said 2019? No, episode 19. Oh, I was like, talking about episode 19, right? From, I was probably yeah. like, we're not even, we weren't even established in 2019. <laughs> No, so last last New Year's was episode nineteen. Uh, here we are, oh, just about a year later, a couple weeks shy of that episode. Episode forty two. Yo, can we? Pl- can you please write this down and do me a favor? In five episodes, we got to add somewhere in the intro for episode forty seven where it just says "Goddamn forty <laughs> seven. <laughs> Wait, am I missing a joke? You don't know that there's, there's a joke like, you know, um, and this is old. This is not anything new, but like, you know how people like, you know, go out and like interview people in the street and like ask them like random questions. It should be like really easy. And they like just give like blatantly wrong answers and not on purpose, but like the answer they give is just fucking so wrong. It's not even funny almost. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one where this dude asks this, this lady, how many, uh, how many states are in the United States? And she sits there for a second and she goes, Oh, let's see here. You got 50 states minus 13 colonies. Goddamn 47. <laughs> and I know what you're talking about because those videos are hilarious. So the best part of the one you're describing too, which is obvious is, you know, of course, you know, she's wrong and, and subtracting the colonies, but then the math is even completely <laughs> off. Exactly. <laughs> But that's what episode forty seven, man. We gotta we gotta throw it in the intro. We gotta find that sound. Goddamn forty seven. <laughs> Even if it's just right at the end, like it goes through the whole intro, and then right before you say something, it just goes, Goddamn forty seven. <laughs> oh shit. I'm, I'm gonna find that clip for you because it's hilarious. That'll be good. Yeah, so shout out to our fan uh that's been sticking with us since uh <laughs> for the, for another year. Uh, listening to us week after week. Now I know we got more than one, uh, probably at least five or six, right? Um, you know, but it's been, it's been good. It's been fun. Every, uh, every two weeks coming on here and, and sharing our, our deep thought knowledge and opinions. And I, I don't know how deep we're actually thinking, but, uh, and uh, their thoughts anyway. On, on everything that's Bro, going we, on, we in the kiddie pool. We so shallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, there's no video on Twitch, right? So that's something that I would like oh, to do. Well, I also little... need to change it to the main screen a little bit there, the like screen. I should have. It was there the whole time. What you're talking about? <laughs> well, good point. I personally would like to do a couple. I'd like that to be like a, a new thing. Uh, not not all the time, but just a couple here and there. I, I li- I'd like to do a couple video uh, podcasts. Obviously. I think that it's it's just one of those like we have to we have to kind of be be more set up for it, right? Like sometimes it's hard because it's just it's just a whole nother setup. Like we you know we're not saying we're not going to do it. Don't worry, waffle. But like when we get on, we have to spend like at least ten fifteen minutes going through all the audio, making sure the audio is good, making sure that. You know, if if we have something in the background, like, you know, reference, because this has happened before as well. You know, if we're looking at reference articles, sometimes there's embedded video ads and the damn uh, video ad will be playing and the system sound is picking it up and then playing it onto the stream. And 
so long story long, we, we go through a process to make sure that all the audio stuff is, is ready and good to go and adding the video on top of that as well is just going to, um, kind of just increase slightly the, the timeline to get ready for this kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, cause this year was the year as well that we moved the podcast from the Sunday morning to the Tuesday evening. Yep. Um, you know, just based on statistics of viewership and trying to make sure that more people are available to listen live if they want to listen live and stuff like that. And, uh, sometimes it's just a little bit hard to have the extra time to do setup. I mean, it's especially something like tonight, man, it's almost Christmas. Wife is upstairs with the kid making, uh, some treats for, uh, the, the teachers at school. And I may or may not have eaten like a half of a bag of peanut butter M&Ms on my own. So, <laughs> and also fed like my son, the other half, who's probably bouncing off the walls right now. I can actually hear it. So I, I know that as soon as this podcast is done, I'm gonna go upstairs and get yelled at, <laughs> but you know, it's all, it's all good. No, no. And I was basically saying at least. A few, because I think also for marketing purposes, trying to market the podcast a little bit, it'll uh, it'll be easier if we did a couple of video podcasts and we'll put clips from that up on on the socials and stuff. I think that'd be good. I agree with that, but yeah, not a consistent thing, but maybe uh, one here and there. What's I mean? Who doesn't want to see me on cam? Everybody, the same or nobody. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been a. Just watch Billy Madison. Oh, oh, hold up. Let me let me tell you because I think yeah, Paul was. So I told this in our group chat. Yep, yep. I told this in our group chat. But you didn't hear Chris, right? So there's been a couple celebrities, I'll say, that I've been associated with over the last few years, and one of them, obviously, the run joke is is Adam Sandler. Um, and there's been another one I don't hear as often, but I have heard, and I can't remember the, the actor's name, uh, but the guy that plays Kylo Ren. Adam Driver. Sure. That's not, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and he did call my name. So I'm, I'm at, I'm at Universal, uh, while I was on the film VK and, uh, I take my daughter over to see Spider-Man and, you know, I don't know if you've ever, if you've been to Universal and you met with Spider-Man, he's, he, he's very lively, really gets into the character, he, a lot of conversation and jokes around a lot, taking pictures. And after she takes the pictures, Spider-Man walks over to me and goes, Hey, you look just like Adam Driver. And again, just like Paul, I didn't know who the hell he's talking about. I said, who? He's like, Kylo Ren. I like, get that. I do. I start dying. I'm like, Yes, I heard that too before. He's like, man, you look just like him. And got called, got called Kylo Ren from Spider-Man. I mean, and just like you said, not, not saying against it or anything, but he definitely plays like the, the Peter Parker character pretty well, where he's very animated about it and he's, you know, carrying on with the conversation and whatnot. It would have been more funny to me if you went to like Hollywood studios. He was walking around and like a stormtrooper asked what you were doing, you know, like in plain clothes or something like that. That'd been funnier. But I, I still think that the best comment was, uh, I mean, shit, you, before affinity was even a, a, a thought, the, the tweet when you retired from the Air Force. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, here you are posting this picture, just, you know, being like, Hey, man, I'm retiring. It's been a great however many years. Cause it was like, it was a little bit over 20. Yeah, right? 22. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's been a, a great X amount of years, whatever. And like the top comment right underneath it was, thank you for your service, Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went and commented under there like all this egghead looking motherfucker. <laughs> that was great too. That was great. I think I still have a screenshot of that. <laughs> I hope you do. I might have to run upstairs because I just heard my wife yell, Are you okay? Presumably to our son. Well, she could be talking to you too. You never know. Yeah. I mean, she asks that question daily. It's normally not at like 8 45 p.m. that she asks. <laughs> So you you ramble on. I'm going to go make sure there's nothing crazy going on real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No sweat. So, you know, one thing, you know, pre-show, we are talking about, uh, you know, ready protocol and everything that we've been doing the last couple of years. And 2023 was a crazy ass year. And and one thing that, that always I always find kind of funny about every year uh, when we get to this time of year and, and you know, the end of December and into January and I love to say, man, whatever year it is, you know, next year was a hell of a year. Let's hope the next one's better. <laughs> but that seems to happen every single year. Right. And, uh, you know, one thing that I, I, I try to keep in mind, cause I'm a very positive person when it comes to most things is, but there are some great things, no matter how bad you think a year is. And you look back and you say, hey, man, that was an awful year. I mean, maybe the exception might be like 2020, right? Uh, 2021, really. Uh, I'm trying to remember when the, the real peak of all the COVID bullshit was going on. Uh, you know, this is a positive. 2019, early, tw- well, I'm going to say early 2020, but basically all 2020. Yeah. I mean, granted, you could always pick out some positives. But that year was, that, man, it was bullshit all year, all around. Um, I, I guess mean, you, could, you could say towards the end of 2020, that was when crypto started. Well, let's say DeFi started booming. True. True. Yeah. So that's, that's one good aspect of it, you know, but same thing with this year, right? Look at 2023 and we go back and, and think about all the things, even if you just focused on, you just said the crypto world and you look at all the shit with the, the SEC poll and shenanigans and, you know, the downfall of all the central exchanges that we've seen, whether it was just them mismanaging funds or the downfall was due to scams or whatever it may be. Um, you know, there is a lot of crazy, <laughs> crazy shit that happened uh, in 2023, just in the crypto market alone. Um, you know, I- I'd like to say, hey, is to 2024. But again, um, every year there's going to be this kind of stuff that happens. Hopefully nothing as big as like FTX uh, or, or anything like that. And and even I thought, personally, I thought Binance was going to be a bigger deal. Uh, the market shrugged that off pretty well. Uh, you know, obviously it was less of an effect than FTX because FTX was legitimately scamming people and losing people's money and they folded uh, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of stuff that happened and, um, here we are, we're all live. We all made it. Sure. There was some money lost, some money gained. Uh, but we all made it. Mark's still looking better. And we're moving right along into 2024. Um, we did some things and this past year, uh, notably, 
We went to uh, DEFCON, which was a good time. Learned some stuff off of that. I'm looking forward to the next one. Hopefully, we can get back out there again. That was highly worth it. Um, you know, what else do we have going on, Chris? I know I know we did. Aside from development, we talk about that all the time. I want to talk about, like, some some things, like some... I mean, you can't leave out that we launched Adapt on mobile. Um, of course not. I was going to get to that. Yeah. Adapt 2.0. Yeah, uh, the Serenity contract revamps. Was that in 23? Yeah. What? Beginning of 23. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was because I remember going through all the finances and, and seeing that. And I was like, holy shit, this is getting tough to track. Uh, <laughs> I am back, by the way. I just didn't want to interrupt at a crazy time. It's all good. No, we were just kind of reminiscing about, uh, you know, what, what if, you know, us, crypto markets, uh, you know, affinity development has gone through throughout this past year. Obviously we got big doings next year. We have a lot of big plans for next year, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe at, at the next affinity protocol as we creep into the new year. But for this one, as we close out 2023, this one, we kind of talk about the past. So I never settle for the past. I'm always looking ahead. I ah, see. Got it. Can never forget the past. <laughs> Just don't dwell on it. No, I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, sure you don't. <laughs> never in my life. What do you think? Get your opinion on something. What do you think was had the biggest in, in anything? All right. I'm, I'm going to ask you whatever. It doesn't have to be crypto. It can be technology. It doesn't have to be technology. What do you think was the biggest AI? Okay. I would say the Fed, the Fed Reserve and the interest rate hikes. Yeah. And then also the housing market bubble and all that. I hey mean, that's more than one, bro. Like, done exceeded. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, they go hand in hand. Done exceeded your your response limit. No, Marine, I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul, tell you, I asked him about that uh, that ornament with the king pre broken, the Marine one. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, so so before your wife went and decided that she wanted to be lame and get COVID, yeah, uh, I had I had told you. Well, uh, it was it was the end of Affinity Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I said make sure you stop by the house on your way to work or on the way back from. Sometimes you get that ornament. Well, and little Chris knows too because I I sent the picture to the the group text that I got ornaments and stuff. But little Chris, tell me how when I'm I'm telling old man to come pick up his ornament and stuff. He goes, "Oh, you gonna send it to him?" I was like, oh, "I don't know. I might you know take a drive or something like that. You know, whatever. Brock is not that far to go give a friend uh, a present." He goes, well, it's a Marine Corps one, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's red, got the Marine Corps emblem on it. It's already broken. <laughs> it, came, it came broken in the package, right? I'm like, no, man, it's an ornament. He goes, oh, you know he's going to break it, right? It's Marines, man. <laughs> Isn't that what they're about? They're about breaking shit? Uh, breaking yes, each other, breaking their will, breaking their spirits? It's Well, that's broken <laughs> in boot camp, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, the army gives us the broken stuff, and then we have to deal with it. 
Yes, yes, I don't know, man. Yes, I have watched a Marine drive a Bearcat into a brick wall, get out, survey the damage, shrug his shoulders and go, not my fucking Bearcat, and get right back in it and drive away. I'm not saying Marines don't break anything. <laughs> okay. I, I've seen some drunk Marines breaks. I, I don't know why they get angry at it, but they like breaking washers and dryers. <laughs> I uh, don't oh, know why. No, oh, I, I know exactly why that is. Uh, because of the, the two duty stations I did with infantry Marines, uh, it comes down to patience, right? So like when you're, when you're sober and you're going to the laundry room doing laundry, the biggest thing that pisses you off is how long that fucking shit's taken. Cause you're like, I can't leave cause someone's going to fucking take my shit out mid cycle yeah. so they can put their shit in or whatever. Right. So I have to sit here and it takes forever. And when you're sitting there like straight, clean, sober, you're not going to break the wash and dry. You're going to be pissed. The difference is the next time you go and decide to partake in some alcoholic beverages, you're going to remember that washer dryer and how pissed you are about how long it takes. And that's when you do your drunk trip to the laundry room and you're like, I'm going to show these motherfuckers what's up. I'm going to show them how to wash clothes the right way. And long story short, shit ends up broken. <laughs> or it's because y'all collect all your rocks and put them in your pockets and then throw them in the washer. Yeah, that's true too. Get, get that empty mouth. <laughs> Like, when I was in Japan, we got brand new washers and dryers. Not even within the first week, like, two of the doors were broken and ripped off. <laughs> Wait, straight yep. ripped off? That's- like, completely gone? Yes. Yep, that's <laughs> an impatient, impatient drunk Marine. And then in 29 Palms, we had to get, we had to put firewatch on the washers and dryers because someone took a shit in one of them. Oh my god. Oh man, I was I was primed and ready to say a comment about oh that'll be the rocks if whenever he said whatever was broken on it, but that one just that took it to a different level. That's impressive. Yep, about, they, right? The thing about it, these weren't like top loaded washers. They were side like front loaded. <laughs> so that takes dedication. <laughs> that I almost feel as though that's you know, same scenario, drunk marine, but like decided to like sit in the washer, right? And it got stuck and was like panicked, like, I gotta get out of here, I gotta take a poop and <laughs> couldn't get out. And was like, It's it's happening right here. I can at least like shimmy my trousers off and here we go. Hell no, that was that was pre thought. I was uh... <laughs> that was pre premeditated. Yeah, was... The thing about it is this is the schoolhouse and a lot of them between seventeen and nineteen and can't really procure alcohol that easily. So more than likely oh, okay. this morning was sober and did it. Damn. And he was dared. I mean, he dropped a load, but it's not the right one. I bet you ain't going to shit in that fucking washer right there. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey. All right. I got another question for you. All right. This is, this is actually, I don't know, probably leaks into what what I'll say we weren't going to do, but what do you think? Looking back at 2023, what do you think we're going to see an onslaught of going forward? So and let me give you an example, right? We, we, when we first got going, it was, you know, remember the NFT marketplaces, metaverse, then became like rolled into AI stuff and wallets, right? Everybody was making a wallet and everything else. What do you think we're going to see based on this past year? Going forward, what do you think the new uh, the new hot roadmap item is going to be? 
Uh, I'm going to throw out a guess here. Yeah. Uh, ETF. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Because as, as long as, as long as things continue to go well with how they're doing with other platforms and like, you know, one of the things we were going to talk about was the delay, um, uh, and little Chris, you had more info on it than I did, but there were, there's a delay for a decision on ETF, but depending on how long that takes to get you know, like off the ground, so to speak, uh, on some of these other platforms, I think either the ETF or a, a different flavor of it, like, you know, how for the longest time we're calling it a diversification platform. Yep. I think that's going to end up being, being the roadmap thing. And it's, you know, crossing my fingers that it's going to be, all great projects that are doing it and taking it seriously and doing a good job with it. But I could very easily uh, see people jumping on that hype and just saying that that's on the roadmap, you know, and, and just either never doing it or, or half-assing it, just like you saw with the whole uh, metaverse NFT marketplace idea or trend, whatever you want to call it. Well, just to give a quick background on what Paul was talking about, uh, Grayscale and another ETF, Ethereum-based ETF, I forgot the name, has been delayed by the SEC, uh, and then the, the approximate timeline for approval is May of 2024. May. Yeah. Because yeah, there's still some on the docket for January 10th, potential. I just don't remember exactly which ones, probably the BlackRock one and a couple other ones are still. And that's that's kind of been the speculation, too, is that they're delaying some of these others because they want to approve BlackRock first for obvious reasons. Because it's well, yeah, for, it? make their money. Yeah. Well, isn't BlackRock for Bitcoin? Yeah. Oh, you're talking yeah. specifically uh, Ethereum. Both of those were yeah. Ethereum? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think most of the Bitcoin ones are still pending for a potential January 10th decision, I'll call it. Well, either way, depending on how some of those earlier decisions or even mid-year decisions go, that I I feel like it might not be right away for 2024, but if if there's going to be a huge fad like by the end of 2024... That would be my guess is, is that that's what it's going to be. Yeah. And if I was going to say anything about those ETFs, I w- a word of caution, I'm not going to give advice on, but a word of caution. This to me is going to go one of two ways. So position yourself accordingly and pay attention and, and all those other things that we say all the time. Either when the approvals, and, and these are both, Hinging on approval, right? So if they get denied, we know what's going to happen. It's same old, same old. Market's probably going to pull back a little bit or whatever, and people are going to wait. But these, both of these are going to hinge on if the ETFs are approved on January 10th or whenever. I see this going one of two ways. Either it's going to be a sell the news situation where all this ramp up that we've been seeing and continue to see is going to sell down pull back potentially significantly, 30, 30% or more. Or it's going to continue and really push us into what could be the beginning of the real bull market. 
to me, those are really the only two situations. And obviously they're quite opposite of each other. So that's why I say, pay attention. Make sure you, you know, you, you got. I, I think it's, I, I feel like, and again, you know, not financial information, you know, all that fun stuff. I personally feel as though, and I'll probably be wrong, which is probably why I won't make as much money as other people. But <laughs> I personally feel like it's going to end up, there's, there's going to be, some sort of, of market pullback, right? Yep. Even if it's after an approval, there's going to, there's going to be a surge after approval. Then there's going to be a, or a, a people sell the news, just like you said. But I think at that point, as soon as there's a, a, a any kind of pullback, it's going to start a very, very quick accumulation round. And then it's just going to ape in. I can agree that's with that. My, if I was to that's guess, my guess. Yeah, if I was to guess, I would, Probably say the same thing, mainly because, you know, one thing you can't forget either is uh, unlike some other news, this isn't just news, right? They have to acquire Bitcoin in order to have this is a spot right. ETF. This is not a futures ETF. With a spot ETF, they have to have it backed by Bitcoin, which means they have to acquire it. Which means that I would also imagine <clears throat> not that it's illegal or anything, but that they probably own a decent amount of positions to start a sell the news uh, trend yes. to drive the market down so that they can accumulate what they need for their ETF to go off and then have the market take off afterwards because then they get to post all of these crazy record profits that they've been able to get and get more people to buy in. And that that would be the part, part that, to me that would start the next uh, bull run, bull market type type thing is that they're going to force the market to pull back so that they can accumulate quickly at a much discounted price after, you know, people sell the news and then they can really, really, really get people to buy in. Yep. I agree. And BlackRock specifically, uh, they all do it, but BlackRock has the most money and the most influence out of all of them is is very well known in the um in the equity markets the stock market in paying yeah paying for news negative positive news to be put out there kind of no different than like you know equated to like crypto twitter you know people paying influencers to either talk shit about something or to you know pump the hell out of it um obviously they do it on a much larger scale they're paying national media they're paying, you know, all kinds of stuff to put these stories and collaborate on these stories that say doomsday is coming or whatever, uh, which then can drive the market down. All the retail investors sell, they buy it all up, and then they flip the news and they talk positive, and that's where they get their gains. It happens all the time in the stock market, all the time. So I, I mean, I would not be surprised if honestly, if if a group like that with that much like for lack of a better term, we'll call it oomph. <clears throat> a group like that with, with, with the, the resources that they have would, would do the manipulation to sell the news and keep the market at a downtrend while, and they, they use that opportunity while the market is downtrending to accumulate, right? So they start, they start acquiring Bitcoin, but they do it at a net loss to the market, right? So that they're still getting it at probably close to the same price, but they let the market keep going down even just slightly while they're accumulating. And then when they're ready to advertise and drive the market up, they, they make that like huge, huge buy. 
that puts that huge green candle on the chart and then everyone starts buying in. And as more and more money comes out from fiat and into crypto, that's where they can go back to the news. Like you're saying, and do that whole like record profits. Look at how much money we're already making people on this ETF and blah, blah, blah. And that's going to even just drive the hype more. Yep. I mean, if, if it was me and I had those resources and I also had no, um, no morals at all, that's how I would do it. <laughs> Which is basically BlackRock. <laughs> yeah. If I had those same resources and zero ethics to speak of, <laughs> that's exactly how I would do it. <laughs> you know, the thing about it too is it, you know, when you look at what, the ETF is, and, and I, I see conversation out of people like, you know, this is actually a bad thing. This is a good thing. And they're both right. They're both right. There's a lot of negative to it. And obviously a lot of positive. The negative is you have this multi billion dollar, you know, and there's a few of them, but you know, one in particular that's accumulating the hell out of Bitcoin, which if you look at what Bitcoin's supposed to be, when you have one very wealthy, large corporation acquiring so much of it and holding on to it, uh, that kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, it being the, the, the money of the people, so to speak, right? Uh, and puts it right back in corporate hands. On the flip side. Hold on, but that's capitalism for you. Correct. Correct. At its finest. Correct. Which is why on the flip side, the good thing, the good thing about it is, the attention that it's going to bring to the market. So with Bitcoin specifically, it may not be a great thing for where who's holding what, but from the crypto market as a whole, when you look at how it's potentially going to impact altcoins and beyond, that's where the real positive comes in because with Bitcoin being the most well-known and then you start having all these other, we talk about institutional buy-in, when they start looking at that and then it trickles down to the alts, uh, that's where, that's where you're going to start seeing the, the, you know, the, the additional funds come in that are not necessarily just these big corporations. People are going to be well, looking for those deals on the altcoins. Well, and to me, so that's, that's actually, it's, it's a, I, I like the fact that you brought that up because what I immediately equate that to is if you remember when we went to Boston for that, um, for that blockchain technology conference, you know, one of the big things they talked about was, you know, like what's either the future of Web3 or, you know, what is going into Web4. And they also did uh, a pretty good talk, which I think was like the only one that we liked um, yeah. about centralization versus decentralization. Yep. And I think that, you know, Bitcoin in itself, just um, from from what it is on paper, that motherfucker is decentralized. Yeah. But I think that all of the various central exchanges and just like you said, how you have these different companies and organizations and corporations buying and maintaining it and, and controlling it, it almost takes away from the decentralization. So you're going to have at least, uh, you know, positive media and getting eyes on crypto where, you know, we talk about what the market cap of cryptocurrency is right now and what it can potentially be in the future as that, that market cap grows in general, just like you said, people might not necessarily be searching specifically for altcoins or, or any of these other cash grabs as much as they might say, like, you know, hey, I want something more decentralized and Bitcoin has become kind of a centralized market based on just what it is and what it's evolved into. And yeah, you know, who's to say that any other coin or token 
wouldn't end up becoming the same thing just based on, uh, you know, at what the market is and, and stuff. But that could be, you know, what DeFi in general needs as that like assisted push to really turn into something better is, is just that eyesight on it and having someone say, Hey, I think that 10 years ago, Bitcoin was great and it's turned into something that is still good. It's a great product, but it's not going to do it for me personally. I'd like to find something slightly more decentralized and move into whatever. And that is going to be, uh, you know, if something like that happens, that is going to be the forceful hand that really makes people rethink blockchain technology and blockchain uh, software development and what they're going to do. Because you have all these people saying like, oh, we're going to make our own chain. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Well, for all the ones that are out there, whether it's, you know, uh, a blockchain specific to cryptocurrency or like any kind of data blockchain or anything like that, it gets to a point really where it's all cookie cutter shit. It's all the same stuff. And people yeah. do that for ease of access, for adaptability or um, uh, integration, you know, things like that. But at the same time, it's going to push innovation because there's going to be people that want to basically have the next quote unquote up and coming Bitcoin style blockchain that is, you know, more technologically advanced, but just better in some of the aspects that Bitcoin fails at now, just because of how society and the market is and what it has kind of turned into. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point too, you know, because I actually had a conversation with somebody about this a couple of days ago uh, about, you know, decentralization, centralization and, and, you know, so Bitcoin, especially Bitcoin maxis, uh, are very, 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 very uh, opinionated. Uh, yeah, and I'll say, um, <laughs> yeah. So DeFi purists as well. And I think when you talk about Bitcoin being decentralized, which that's very true, the Bitcoin blockchain itself is is DeFi. It is the definition of decentralization. But you made a good point with the actual digital asset. The more that gets accumulated and pooled percentage wise by certain entities, it increasingly becomes more centralized when you're talking about the digital asset itself, not the blockchain. Correct. That becomes the problem because when there is a limited supply and, you know, all that good stuff, when there's, when there's like a large percentage of that supply that's being accumulated and held and manipulated by certain entities, it gets that centralized feeling to the asset. So it's just like the housing market. There you go. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's where, you know, it's, it's, it's a world of, it's a world of copycat, right? Because like, you know, the, the whole saying of like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. So yeah, the blockchain for, for Bitcoin ain't broke. That, that is decentralized as hell. Ain't nobody doing nothing to that blockchain. But when it comes to the, the asset management, it's, that's where it, like you said, if you have 80% of the supply tied up in larger groups, hedge funds, corporations, et cetera, then they're, they are controlling the asset, not yep. necessarily controlling the blockchain, but they are controlling the assets. You might interact with the blockchain in a very decentralized fashion and say, Hey, look at me. I'm DeFi, but in a sense of your asset that there's going to be almost nothing about that asset that is decentralized. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. So if, if people, especially, you know, coming into 2024 or, or, you know, even further out to 25, if that's where the market's really going to take its turn and there's going to be innovation pushed, 
I feel as though that we're going to see a, a huge uptick in, um, unfortunately, because it will, you know, happen with failure, but we're going to see a huge uptick in failure, failed new blockchains or new coins that either don't get the traction, don't get the attention, don't operate as, as for what people are looking for. Um, and eventually there's going to be one or two that catch on and, and take off. You know, just like, uh, you know, Bitcoin had its initial huge run and, you know, most of some of the other coins afterwards, but who knows? Hey, and one thing I want to say that I really appreciated about 2023 and even some of late 22, although we were in a, a bear market for most, if not all of it, I really liked the fact that things were kind of quiet. <laughs> I did. Like, obviously there was, there's always, scams and exploits and stuff that are happening but um man i'm already and and we're just scratching the surface on what potentially could be uh, a nice run in the market and i'm already tired of hearing about all these new meme coins popping up and new this and new that like every time i go to a post even when i make a post on on x for instance because that's the worst of them all when you make a you know the comments that come it's you don't know what you're doing unless you buy this or, you, you know, you need to go check out this. And it's like this whole slew of just people promoting these shit freaking tokens and scams and pump and dumps and whatever the hell else they are. I don't even know. I don't look into most of them, but there's so many of them again. And we're, and again, like I said, we're just scratching the surface on the return of, of the market. Man, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> and we, can we, I, I'm not invalidating your point, but it, it reminded me of something. Yeah. <clears throat> can we talk about for a second? Um, as of right now, in my opinion, Elon Musk is failing with X. I agree. Uh, one of the things that he set out to do was get rid of like bot spam accounts, et cetera. I don't know if you saw. The, the one legitimate comment that you had on the, um, oh man, I can't remember if it was on yours or if it was on the affinity X count, but it was a comment from, um, you know, putting out the reminder for the spaces yep. that we did. Uh, and someone had asked a, a technical question. And when I originally saw the post and, you know, hit the set reminder for myself just to make sure that it would pop up on my blue stacks. It said like 76 comments <laughs> and I was like, get the fuck out of here. This, yeah. this space is about to be lit. Like it's right before Christmas. Like normally like the, <laughs> the population just fucking flatlines, but like this is about to be a legit space. Like fuck it. Let's go. And I click on it. And, and the, the first comment is a legit like technical question one. Every other reply, which is all like 75 replies to that. We're all about like, oh, dude, you know, reach out to this trust wallet connect team. They'll get you set up. And like just every different account yeah. you can imagine with like a, a different verbiage of basically click on this fucking link that you probably fucking shouldn't. And we'll get you help be- with your problem. <laughs> and I looked at it and I was like, yo, I thought Elon was supposed to be like taking care of this shit. Like that was like one of the big things that he said when he moved in and 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 got a, a majority stake in in twitter and and was ready to move on was he said you know it's it's a bullshit platform there's all these fucking fake accounts and bots and and blah 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 but yet here we are like on especially on a low engagement week historically throughout x in the crypto space 
all these fucking con- like at least at least 75 different and that was just at the time and that was maybe like an, a two hours after you posted it <laughs> so who fucking knows what it ended up getting up to they happen but, instantly too. go go do a test right because i've done this a couple times you, you purposely put the word trust wallet or even wallet or safe power or anything or metamask especially metamask in a in a post and then just go through the list and block everything that comments on it and then delete the post. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was it, insane. It's, it's a bot trap. <laughs> Absolutely insane. That, that, that needs some, that needs some, you know what I want to see in 2024? I want to see some work on that. <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm I want to see. I, I get, I get, I get with him on that. Yeah. Reach, reach out. Let him know Adam Driver's trying to, you know, do a collaboration. Or Adam Sandler, whichever one of those two celebrities he likes yeah. more. Yeah, Send I'm a selfie. Know. Let him know. Get rid of get rid of them bots, man. You hurting you hurting my business. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you making making me think my business doing great. Come to find out, it's all <laughs> fake people. Bots. bots. Oh yeah, so you can usually tell too because I know it. And I, I'll name one one influence in particular. I, I'm not going to butcher his last name, but uh, um. Damn it! What's his name? Uh, begins with a G. B unit. Nah. <laughs> Damn it! I forget him. Because every once in a while, we'll uh, we'll have some people that respond to his uh, to his tweets. Uh, David, David, uh, Gox, something or other. Uh, anyway, all he does is talk about meme tokens. You know, what's the next one? to hundred X. What's the next one? And that's how I know. That we're turning the corner on some shit. Because <laughs> you start seeing people like him and that's all they're doing is trying to promote whatever they well, can. Well, yeah, because it's, it's all about timing, right? Is, yeah. Is it, 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 I, I would not be surprised. I'm not saying anything or accusing anyone of doing it. But I would not be surprised if some of these meme tokens are all created by the same group. And they're just trying to hammer down the correct timing so that they are right there when the market starts to take back off. Yeah, yeah, because the majority of them get a drop, so they get you know whatever they get in compensation to promote stuff, and you know same old story. But that's the piece that I'm not looking for. That was kind of you know 2023 is real good on good for us on that. There wasn't a whole lot of that, but we're starting to see it come back already, and I think 24 is going to be, you know. Kind of repeat of that, and again with uh, I even made the comment on this with with the the expansion of AI. I think it's going to be even worse because now people can just go on to ChatGPT or whatever and create broken contracts, right? Because you can't you can't just create a contract on there and just launch it. Um, you can't. It's going to be full of of potential exploits. It's probably not going to function correctly, but Especially people that are looking to rug or, or you know, uh, sell on people for quick money. They don't give a shit. So well, that's are you, be are you ready to have a very surprisingly Paul optimistic moment? Yeah, I, I welcome it at this point because I'm I'm very <laughs> pessimistic right now when it comes to so, that shit. So it's, it's so it's to me it's all about perspective, right? So like you're absolutely right. Someone could could pretty easily. Do you something like ChatGPT create some either some bullshit contract that's broken or something that is designed 
to have specific exploits and vulnerabilities. And we have, we've talked about this before about, you know, like the ability to do fact checking and like, you know, check functions, check flags, check, you know, all sorts of other stuff, you know, basically yeah. l- look at the logic and make sure that the logic is sound and, and put the potential the AI has with it. Right. So I think that 23 brought some pretty big, um, changes to AI, right? Because when, it, when like something like chat GPT first came out, didn't, wasn't it like only indexing anything that was like five years old and, and sooner or and later or something to that? Yeah, effect? I think it was, tw- it was 2019, I think November or something of 2019, I think was the cutoff date. So, so what's the new cutoff date with some of the newer versions? Uh, of, I'm not know? sure. The original cutoff date was November 2021. And then I believe the most recent cutoff date might be January of this year, I think. With chat, chat GPT four. So, so what I'm what I'm getting with that with that is I think that something like AI could bring a new era of projects being held accountable prior to launch, right? And obviously, it's it's, it's going to depend on community demands. So. You know, if you're if you're someone who's looking to diversify and get into a new token and hopefully make some money and stuff like that. And, you know, just like when we started when we were in Telegram and we were answering questions and talking about how we wanted our token to function for for weeks, months, whatever, before we ended up launching. If there's enough community outcry to say because because the you know, they launched that contract, it's going to be published on the blockchain and viewable to everybody anyways. Right. Yep. As long as they verify it. Yep. Correct. If there is enough public outcry to say you need to publish the contract prior to launch so that people that are at least tech savvy can either look over it or even take the contract, plug it into chat GPT and say, hey, can you find any exploits that would, you know, indicate that this is, you know, prime for a rug or, you know, blah, blah, that kind of shit. I would like to think might not happen, might not be, you know, 24, might be more like a 25 thing, but <laughs> I would like to think that the, 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 the crowd can at least push it in that direction so that even if, you know, the, the only fear you're going to have is fear of missing out and not getting it in time, but it's going to make it so that like, say there's a token you might want to get into because you hear all these great things about it. It sounds great. You're not sure if you want to get in. Well, hey, they've already launched. Go to Block Explorer, take a snap of their contract, throw it into ChatGPT and say, hey, tell me about this contract. You know, I don't want to read through the whole goddamn thing, you know, whatever it may be. I agree. And and I I think that's a a great use case for it. Personally, I think maybe 1% of people might actually take advantage of that. Because the problem with it is these, these types of of launches are designed to kind of force people to not research. Yeah, they they want right. They they want the FOMO and like all that stuff. But yeah, I, like but you what, what feel I'm like is, you don't have enough time to research because if you if you take the time to research, you're going to miss out on that that hundred X. That's that's if, the premise. If the, if the communities force a societal shift in the thought process and even just the launch process in general, right? Yep. So like. When, when, so, okay. So, so when a token launches, you know, for, for anyone that doesn't know exactly how to do it, tell, tell me how to just, you know, in a very, very, very quick notion, I want to launch a token. How do I have a contract? How do I go from, I have this contract to launching a token? Oh, it's real easy. You just have to have gas, right? On whatever chain you're launching it. And then you can use a tool like Remix, put it in there, connect your wallet up, 
And then as long as it compiles and there's no errors, you just deploy it if you have enough gas to do it. And it deploys to the blockchain. You can, If you already have a contract made, you can deploy it on most blockchains in under five minutes if you have any knowledge on how to use, like, again, something like Remix or, or a number of other... So- so this is in, so this is a bit of a reach. And again, this is your very rare optimistic Paul moment. So savor it for what it is. Yeah. But who, who's to say that the future of blockchain technology in general is that whatever blockchains are potentially created that people are looking for to have a more, you know, decentralized asset, you know, kind of coming back to the whole Bitcoin thing, but to have a more decentralized asset, that has the uh, inherent ability to, you know, create and deploy smart contracts, aka make tokens and, and all that fun stuff. Why wouldn't that blockchain be developed to have a mechanism that is basically an AI plugin that is a better check of the contract before it is deployed? Granted, yep. now I, I know exactly what you're going to say. That's not decentralized. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me. I'm not a decentralized purist. I, I believe in decentralization, but I believe that there needs to be oversight to some degree for things like we're discussing right now. But that's but that's where just the 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 concept in general of AI makes it so that it is in a sense decentralized. You're at the mercy of AI if you just fully hands off and say, "Hey, whatever yeah. happens now happens." Like it is what it is. I don't recommend anyone do that just yet because <laughs> we've seen some incorrect things with chat GPT before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like in one year, I think that something like AI has made uh, a lot of significant improvements uh, around a lot of different uh, categories of study or academics and, and development software development. I mean, shit, I was helping someone out with a network switch a couple of weeks ago that I, for the life of me, couldn't remember exactly how I wanted to uh, configure a specific aspect. And if you remember, that's when I was texting you about the password to log in yeah. and getting code and shit. Uh, but I, I resorted to chat GPT. I was like, hey, I have this exact version of iOS. I have this exact hardware. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, you know, like I have, you know, X amount of VLANs. I don't want to, uh, I want to associate, uh, you know, port to this DHCP helper, like, you know, whatever the fuck it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. But my, my guy, I was done in about six minutes. Like that was it. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Let me download the, the lab really quick. And I downloaded the, the lab. I, you know, plugged in a config, made the changes that ChatGPT told me to make. And I was like, hot fucking damn, it's working. Like this is how it is. So like in, in that aspect, there's a lot of good that can come from it. And I think that depending on what kind of integration is, is built into future development, especially blockchain development with the, the possibility of the AI integration can really kind of eliminate at least at minimum, some of the pretty obvious like honey pots or rugs where it is built into the contract that an everyday crypto user does not understand and cannot read and see between the lines that something is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And you can even have it built in some things that, um, you know, like, uh, like circuit breakers and things like that. When they see uh large dumps, it can trip a circuit breaker and, and, you know, pause it from happening. So rugs are less like that. I and mean, there's a lot of different things you can do. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens.
And that ends your positive notes with Paul. <laughs> don't 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 get too used to that. <laughs> That's the end of the year. I'm basically I'm basically getting a soundbite for next year. <laughs> I'm also going to ask Bo to save that, and I'm going to force you to set it as your ringtone for me when I call. All right, I'll do that. Even though my ringer's off, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time. Yeah, but that way, the one time it's on, I'm going to call, and you won't hear it. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah, but, you know, I, overall, it's been a good year. Like Chris has said, things for us, especially, even though when, when you look at it, Affinity Friday to Affinity Friday, sometimes you say, oh, you know, even us, we talk about it pre-show, but like, you know... Wish we had a little more substance, but, you know, we know on our end this substance, but what can we talk about? Uh, but when you look at, like, overall, take the whole year or, or even chunks by quarter by quarter, um, you know, we've had significant milestones, man. Uh, Chris touched on it with just this year alone. We went from, uh, like, 2.0 uh, to releasing both mobile apps. Thank God, Apple. Ugh. Those anyway. assholes. <laughs> Well, I'd also I'd also like to point out I don't know if it was said while I was making sure that everything was okay upstairs, but you know sometimes you know we go two maybe three Affinity Fridays and there's just not a whole lot of movement. There's not a whole lot of of, of I guess proof of work. I guess you could say because there's a whole bunch of stuff being done. But I think that it's worth noting as well that we did all of that and we still haven't gotten funding. Yeah, and that and that was going to be one of the last things I brought up because we are almost at our hour. Um, but that was going to be one of the last things that I brought up for what I'm looking forward to in 2024 is that you know we have everything for the WeFunder submitted. Uh, we potentially have you know some touch up items depending on what they request. Uh, I know personally that one of the things that we have in our our tracker is to finish the the detailed presentation uh, for any potential investor that uh, wants more information and and just thinks the pitch deck isn't enough stuff, which I mean, probably isn't. It's just to get them enticed. But, um, you know, yeah. we have all of that kind of stuff coming up. And I think that for, for me personally with 2024, I am going to be ridiculously excited to see what we can do when we have the funding to really, really, really kind of push for the development of some of these crazy ideas and, and this stuff that we have going on because I, th- and I think I said in the group text uh, before the podcast as well with someone that had brought up an idea is, you know, something like that sounds great on paper. And obviously we would love to to allocate work to it, but you know, with the limited resources that we have, we're doing everything we can to, to push the specific agenda and business plan that we have put out and that we have promised that we are going to be working on to the community that we have. And while we would love to add something else, you know, to the idea box type thing, we just don't have the resources. So for me, I think that being able to, to get through some, some crowdfunding uh, and get the resources to really, really push the development and push the products that we want to get out in a better timeline is one of the more exciting things for me coming up this next year. Well said. I'm very positive tonight. If you well, can't tell. Well said, man. And one thing that should be noted too, when you see it go live is that, uh, depending on the amount that we reach the goal we reach. And, and, and again, I'll say the cap, I think is like $1.02 million is the cap that we can go. No, uh, it's not O2. It's just 1.2. Oh, 1.2. Okay. 
uh, yeah. it's the cap that we can go. And then if we if we were to reach that, there is ways to expand that beyond <laughs> up to five. Uh, there's a lot more work that gets involved, especially from the accounting side. Uh, but I want to say, even with that cap, the one point two, you would you'll notice that part of that refund we have to say how we're going to allocate, how our plans are to allocate, you know, money along the way. You will see that a chunk of that would be allocated to get started on the physical location at that higher, mm-hmm. at that higher mark. Granted, if we only raise a hundred thousand, probably not, right? Development is first and foremost. But if we start approaching and reach that 1.2 and beyond, there is going to be a chunk of that that is going to be allocated for the physical location. Now, what blows my mind about that is, there are projects, tokens, companies, whatever the hell you want to call some of these that launch all the time that either uh, dump on people, rug, or steal straight up 10 to 100 times more than we're looking to raise, and they do nothing. Right? Notably, the one that uh, just got indicted uh, was at $130 million. Okay, We're looking to raise a million or more, uh, even just a million, and be able to fund all of the development that we're talking about, probably get it done in a very uh, tight time window, you know, with the amount that we'll be able to hire and allocate some towards getting the physical physical location. That's, and don't forget, you said you were going to spot me like five bucks. And five dollars. Actually, no, no, I'm sorry, tree fitting. Tree nah, fitting. Yeah, tree fitting. So what we're going to do is we're all going to go to Subway and we're going to take advantage of that, uh, you know, buy one, get one, uh, five dollar footlongs. Um, and we're going to compile our, our tree fitting each, get two foot longs for about what is, what is it going to be there? Uh, tree fitting, tree fitting sevens or what? 10 fitty plus, ca- plus tax. So yeah, we'll be able to get a buy one, get one and we'll get two foot longs and we'll split it three ways. That's right. That's right. So, you know, we're doing things the right way. That's all. But you guys already know that. You all already know that. Well, you ain't wrong, Paul. That is, uh, that is our our uh you know show. But you know, before we get going with Chris, I, I do want to make sure that you have an opportunity to throw in your final words of twenty twenty three, other than calling well, me a before, bitch. Before you, you even <laughs> finish that, you know damn well he's gonna be like the dude from Spaceballs. Man, I ain't got shit. I know. <laughs> it's gonna rain. <laughs> All I was gonna say is I know what's on Chris's New Year resolution. I'm still being a bitch. That's right. You got it. It's on the top of the list with a check mark next to it already. Hey, no joke. I have a, um, from my, my streaming days, I have a, a, like a drawn cartoonish avatar of me. I should probably, I, seen it. I should make a shirt on our store. I'll cut that. I'll make a shirt and it just says, I'm a bitch. You want me to do that for you, Chris? I, th- I think, hold up. Before, before we do that, <laughs> first off, yes. First off, yes. Yes to that idea. But I think that we should all, I think you got on Fiverr, right? You spent like a couple of bucks and into yeah, that Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, yeah, I spent right, 10 we, bucks. We got it. We got to do that for one for me and one for little Chris as well. So if we're going to do any merch, we can obviously have the old man being a bitch, but we can also do like a, a group photo of all of our avatars together or, you know, like Tiff is saying in chat, we can do one that's positive Paul and I'll specifically have, give a picture to the designer to make the avatar where I'm doing like an outrageously like fake smile. <laughs> Hell yeah. We'll do it. I like it. That's all you got, Chris? Yep. 
Yup. He's also going to second the uh, uh, merch idea of your avatar and being a bitch. <laughs> Me, y'all. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up. Do it for us for the final show of 2023. We hope you all have a fantastic holiday, whether you actually celebrate it or not. Uh, you know, this time of year, take that time to hang out with, with your friends and family or by yourself. Do something fun, um, you know, whatever it may be. But we will see you all again next year, 2024. What we hope is the best year for Affinity and all of you. It's also a leap year. Is it? It's also a leap year. And election year. So I'm sorry. So it is. We are going to throw a monkey wrench in that's election year. So it's probably not going to be the best year. But we'll, (laughs) we'll see what we can. I was going to mention that, man. It'd take a whole nother episode. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter.